With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Uh, All Ball is a podcast available on the iHeart Podcast of Networks. Of course, uh, we do a lot of, I think, fun, different things, mostly revolving around basketball, but... The, the way I look at sports is it's a, just a great launching pad for so many lives and careers. And we have coaches on, we have business people on, and we have players on. And it's just interesting, everybody's story, and many of them began on a basketball court, uh, uh, playing pickup basketball. You know, I, I grew up in Southern California in Orange County. Uh, yesterday, we were able to have Josh Childress on. He, Josh is a younger generation, also from Orange County. Clay Thompson, Landry Fields, these are all Orange County-born basketball players. But and I grew up playing at Miles Square Park, which is in Fountain Valley, 38th Street, which is in Newport Beach, uh, El Camino Park, which is, in, uh, which is in Orange. And what I love about NBA Con, we're coming to you live from, is that they're trying to kind of recreate all the different parts of basketball, right? Like you have the park area, you have the drip area. Uh, Jay Stu, I'm not sure if you're aware of the drip is your clothes. Like how's your drip? Your, oh, you're, you're, you're drippy today or you're not yet? You're, that's, that's actually, that's, that's the lingo. You good with that? Is that uh, what it is? Yes. Yeah, the drip is your clothes. We're good? Yeah, the drip is your clothes. And we are, of course, <laughs> at the network and then the stage. Where, where last night, they introduced what had long been rumored, which is the first ever NBA Cup. So the NBA Cup idea, it comes from, this is what they do in European soccer. I'm sure they probably do it in cricket. I don't know. But they do it in European basketball. And, and so you have your National Cup and your International Cup. And then you have your International League or your National League. Um, but I, I think what's interesting about this one as opposed to others is the National Cup in, like when I played in Russia, you're playing against first and second degree t- division teams in Russia. Whereas here, you're just playing against your same like opponent in a different sort of format. And I got to tell you, when I first heard it, I was like, ah, you're trying to get me to care about regular season games that I don't care about. On the other hand, you are trying to get me to care about regular season games I don't care about. So it does kind of make sense, right? Makes complete sense. Um, we'll get to the National Cup. We'll get to a bunch of different things, including uh, the blasphemy that has been laid down over his former point guards back-to-back MVP uh, awards. we got a lot of stuff to get to. Sean Marion joins me, of course, former All-Star in the NBA, played down the street at Thomas Mack at UNLV. And I don't know if you remember, but we played you guys uh, in college. I'm in Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And we came in and played you guys. We actually played back-to-back years after you went to the pros. We played them again the next year. Okay. And my my most distinct memory was uh, we had a pretty handy lead there in the second half, and Casper's Cambala 
came up to me at the free throw line and says, where are you going after the game? <laughs> it's like four minutes to go. And I was like, huh? Because. Right and he's like, circle bar, be there. Yeah. So we went to the circle bar, Hard Rock Cafe, and had some drinks and gambled with the fellas after the game. I had, I had never seen that sort of hospitality ever. Cass was a great guy, man. You know, he's, you know, he's a fighter now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, no, I know, I know. He yeah. played forever. Yeah. And then now he's, uh, he's, I think he's a boxer. Yeah, he I don't is. think he does the MMA thing. No, I mean, I think he was doing both, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I, I can't keep up with it. Um, what's interesting about your son's teams is that because you guys didn't win the title, I don't think you'll get the credit you probably rightfully deserve. And stick with me if you agree or disagree why. Uh, you guys changed the sport and how it's played, right? 100% right. And, and, but why do you think, I mean, is it just simply you didn't win a title and that's why people don't go like, hey, teams that change the game, this is one of them. Well, um, we're in a generation right now is like, um, that's why everybody keep putting current content out. And it's not, if they didn't see it, they wouldn't have ever experienced it, they wouldn't know. So everything is what everybody experiencing now is what they're exposed to. So this is why, because as as you know, every 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 generation comes obsolete to the next to a certain degree. But you know, at the end of the day, if you really want to dissect it and go back and look at the history, though, we were the frontier to to, to, to change what the league is right now today, currently playing right now. So if I were to tell you, Sean Marion, when you're at UNLV and you're an All American, you get ready for the draft. Hey, you're going to be an All Star, but you're going to all be an All Star essentially playing the four. <laughs> I was an all-star first at three, though. I know you were, but yeah. then, but then at the four, yeah, right. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't agree with you. Because right? <laughs> back, back then, everybody, uh, well, he's a three now, but he's got to be a two in the league, yeah, right. And it actually worked to where you worked kind of the different way. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wasn't very excited about trying to go to the, play the four. That was <laughs> the the power four was the most dominant position in the league at the time. Now it's more guards slash small forwards. Yeah, but uh, you know, we got some talent the big men but it's more guards and small forwards that's that's making an imprint on the game more than the big men are you know but uh but uh yeah i wasn't excited about it power fours was really i was guarding tim duncan and all those big guys those seven footers dude i'm only six seven but dude. they had to guard they also had to guard you yeah they, they weren't doing that but yeah, yeah. They, they they had to guard you um your point guard steve nash won back-to-back mvps that came up earlier this year when kendrick perkins a former pro over espn he was basically saying like hey you know, he called out Jokic, but it was really going back to the, and you lived it, the Steve Nash back-to-back MVPs when Kobe put up huge numbers, and it was his way of doing it was different. What was your experience like? Why, in, in your mind, was he, in fact, the best player for a generation who did not see that Steve Nash, that Suns team, why, why was he the MVP of the league back-to-back years? Um, you know, um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I can't answer that because I don't vote. No, but like you lived so, it though. But, but that's not saying so. So, like last time I checked, if you do, what is the criteria for MVP? Last time I checked, most MVPs in the NBA history that have been the best player on their team. I personally, I, I love Steve. I thought he was awesome, but he wasn't the best player on our team. Who was, Amari? I was. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to give myself the credit. I'm the only one putting up numbers I was putting up. Don't get it. So, no, but I'm just arbitrarily ju- cracking jokes yeah. for right now. But every MVP that's won an MV, uh, the MVP the last, what, 20 years? If they have to play each, play, each, each, each of their teammates one-on-one, who going to win? 
Yeah, but that, that completely takes a guy, a guy out so, that, that... So that, what's the criteria? I asked you specifically, what was the criteria for that? Say, so now look. See? Got my, you thinking my, now. My got you thinking now. My, my argument, and like, look, yeah. this is the six-foot white point guard in me that's going to make yeah. the argument for Steve Nash is... You had a career year. Hell, Rajah Bell was like a wasn't even really in the league, and him playing with Nash. So you going to you going to so 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 his first year, Joe uh, Joe Johnson and Q Rich was on the team. Rajah wasn't there. No, I know, I know, but yeah. I'm saying I'm just going through like you mentioned you no, mentioned listen. Q Rich. You mentioned all those guys. They we all had, had career here. years. We had great years, man. We had great years. You man. guys dominated the league, and he was he was the he was the head of the snake. Right. He, he actually. We changed the style of play because he was able to facilitate and we let him, you know, he, he actually controlled the tempo of the games for us and everything. But we all, we all complement each other so well that we was able to elevate with each other. I think when you, when you sit here and try to define anything when it comes to what a player does and how a player's attributes are, you see, see the round of pieces of a whole team. This is what makes championship teams. Look at the, what, what, uh, what does somebody who don't do good, they got somebody else to probably take up the slack for. It's like De- Denver and Joker, so you got to understand, so when, when you're talking about somebody comparing contrast MVPs with, Steve won two MVPs, awesome. You see somebody else making an argument, you said Perkins make an argument, somebody else should have won it that year or whatever. There's a lot of people probably thought that or whatever, but Regardless or not, he won them because we had the best team and best record that year. So like, but we all came together and we all supported each other and we was we was we took up the slack for certain things. Joker has been, um, he, he, I mean, listen, he was runner up the MVP behind Joel Embiid this year, right? But Joel Embiid was runner up MVP two years prior to behind him. So you sit there and you look at the dynamics of what the team that Joker won the championship with. Look at look at his look at his uh, look at his supporting cast. Look at, so. Joker is unbelievable. I'm not taking nothing away from him. I think he's a special generational talent and what he's been able to do and how he's gradually got to the position he is. He's unbelievable. And, and his size. And I got into a conversation a couple weeks ago um, with somebody talking about comparing him and Dirk. They're nowhere near the same kind of players. Dirk, Dirk defined the jump shot in the NBA. And if you know anything, like that seven-footer was butter, was wet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what it is. But Joker does a little, way more off. He got a way big, bigger offensive package than Joker did. I mean, than uh, Dirk has. But it's two different type of players, though. You know what I'm saying? And we're in two different generations and eras right now. And we're watching uh, two, two uh, Joker, Joker and Joel will be uh, two of the most dynamic players. And you got, though, you got throw Giannis in there too sure. as well. Big men's have been like those. Those are unique guys. Any other team got big men like those type of guys, and that's why they're in their lane by themselves. You know, so all the other big men's are traditional big men's. So you got to sit here and really dissect the game and give it apples to apples versus sitting there trying to compare players. You can't do that. It's like trying to compare Jordan to LeBron. You can't do that. Where LeBron's more like more like Magic. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and even you know. Um, even that, even that though, is different because style of play is is so different. Yeah. Um, you made yourself into a really good three point shooter, but your form is unlike anybody else's form. So, so you know what's funny? That became a talk of narrative first when I played throughout my career. I was very defensive about that because that they was talk. Everybody talked about my shot more than they talk about what I was doing on the floor. You don't see nobody talk about nobody else in the league like that. That was doing what I was doing. And look at look at you can go list now. Don't nobody in the league shoot the same. Nobody. NBA history does not one player shoot exactly the same. So why did that become a focal point when everybody was talking about it was that? Different. No, no. So but like doesn't matter if it goes in. But I'm putting up so like ask this, this question though. So like take John John Moran right now. How do you shoot? Not great. 
Okay, but you don't talk about his shot, though, right? Uh, no, 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 they do not talk about his shot. The, the, that's I, not the first think, thing. See, see, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, not, the, the shooting that they talk about with no, John Moran is completely different. No, no, no. So, no, 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 no. Like, listen, listen. You, you're missing, you're missing my point, though. I, I know. So you're missing my point. point. So you're missing, but, but you're like, missing look, my you point, had, though. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm not saying anything wrong with his shot. What I'm saying is. Y'all, everybody made it a focal point for me for, for some reason to take away all everything, all the all the Nobody, all, everything I did. But you just no, you said you I did. used to get defensive. You just got defensive. No, on I did not. It. I'm, I was, just, I, I'm explaining. I'm not. Okay. So if I'm getting defensive, I'm, I'm barking at you. Okay. I'm, I'm explaining to. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm articulating to you in a way that's very calm and pleasant. Am I not? Yeah. You, no, you, no, you, I'm you not, got defensive. I, I, I didn't. I just. I'm, no, I'm, I'm explaining to you're, you're saying, you. No, know, you said it's take. It, it was the, back then. It was discussed, and you felt like it took away from all the things you were doing. Yes. Okay. It was. It was. It was. It became a main focal point when it should have not been a focal point. I would agree, I would agree. My my they, but my question is yeah. did they did they try and change it? No. Why would they change it? It worked. I don't know. It worked. I just I just know that it's not necessarily the traditional like you got dudes that you always have to drop the ball. Well Clay doesn't drop the ball. He so, goes straight so, up with but, it. But so you got and I'm just I'm wondering in your time in your time in the league when you got to the league, like yo we got to change this thing. And you're like, no, I'm not changing why, it. This why, is why what they, if it's effective, though? You don't change anything that's perfect. When you first get in the league, though, they, uh, there, no. are there are teams that try and change dude's shots. That's not true. No? No. That's a lie. Who told you that? I mean, they trade Lonzo Ball's shot. No, they change no, other shots. Somebody, shot. he wanted to change his shot. He didn't have to change anything. Somebody, he wanted to do that. See, that's the thing. Y'all create these narratives with the media, and we we all suck it up. We consume it. We digest it. We eat it. We crave it. And it, that becomes our, it seeps into us so hard that that's where everybody's perception is. And that's the first thing that they think about because the media started that. Now, when you look at Clay Thompson, you just mentioned Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson and Steph, Steph Curry are, I think, are probably the, the the, the best shooting backcourt in NBA history. Correct. I would, I would, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, they don't shoot nothing alike. Correct. So, what, what's the problem though? So like, when somebody perfects something and can do it consistently, why would you change up anything? It's like me trying to tell you how to do your job, but uh, I've never done it and you're going to sit there and say it. So like, I, I, it doesn't add up. You got everybody out here trying to critique somebody who's, who's stumped something somebody's never done. Never, never had a clue or anything about doing it, but just watched it visually and can assume they can do it. As a, as a former player, um, when with the Damian Lillard thing. Okay. Okay. He's been there. He's been a good soldier. He's tried to win. They haven't won. Okay. He decides, check please, I'm, I'm out. Right? And now, look, you talked about how things have changed and evolved. And it was always important to win a championship. Mm -hmm. And like, again, you're a perfect example, right? Like, you had a great career, but in Phoenix, those teams are never recognized as all-time great teams, even though they clearly, definably changed the sport mm -hmm. because you guys didn't win a championship. And we know about that dirty stuff with Ori, <laughs> right? Like we all live. We, see, we, we see, live. see, that's not the. So that, that 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 example was. I did a story, a segment on this. This is really good. I'm glad you mentioned that. I did a segment on that year. They talking about. Um, they asked. Because he hip checked Steve. Yes. Got suspended or whatever. They everybody felt like that we should have won championship that year. Yes. No. Why? Because we would, we didn't have it. You guys had just you nope. that game you beat the Spurs in San Antonio. Nope. Nope. That wasn't the year that we should have won it. The year we should have won it. Year before. Yep. We should have won it the year that Amari Amari was out uh, for the, for the knee injury. And we lost to Miami. Uh, we lost to no. We lost to uh, Dallas. Dallas and Dallas. And Dallas went to the finals and lost to Miami in the championship. That's that's the year we should have won the championship. In the first year, so like you know, 
that, that, that was a narrative that everybody bought in created because of that accident happened though. But like, no, I didn't, like it's certain things that go in a locker room and go into a team when you have that, you can sense that, that can nobody beat you. There's something you can fear, like you, you know you're about to do something magical. Like when we won a championship in Dallas in 2011, like we knew that we was the best team. We just had to go out and prove it. We could care less what everybody said. Y'all, everybody has a opportunity to create a, uh, and pick, pick favorites. You gotta pick a favorite, whether you like it or not. You gotta pick a favorite. So we could care less what y'all was picking. At the end of the day, we, we, we knew what we was capable of doing. And we finished, I think we finished fifth that year in the Western Conference. And we was one of the most deepest teams in the league, but we knew we was going to win a championship that year based off us going out there and making sure we did. We had, when we took care of our business, we knew we was going to win. I feel well, like that's how confident we were. I feel like he's now obviously coaching the Mavs. Mm-hmm. Does Jake Kidd get the historic accolades that he deserves? I mean, top seventy-five all time. Like he, like how about this? How about this though? He's a dude. Another dude. You talk about his shot. Everybody else talked about Jason Kidd, and I think when he finished, he was like eighth all time in three pointers made. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it becomes a, it becomes a more of a topic than we should be, you know what I'm saying, discussed. You know, you, you, I, I feel like you defer to something to not give a guy the full, full potential, full credit he deserves. You know? And I, I, I can say that about a few other guys, but that's what I mean. Like, when I said that, that's what I was trying to articulate to you in that yeah. way. And, that, and, and you just said it. You keep mentioning that stuff. And it's like, that dude, like, Jay Kidd has, has been amazing, dude. He was an on-court. He's a, he was an on-court point guard and coach when we won a championship. I, I started my career with Jay Kidd. Man, he's awesome. That's one of my that's one of my best friends. And like to sit here and to say that like he, he's one of the all-time great point guards in NBA history, dude. Like, I mean, he's top five in my category easily all day. I, I, I would completely agree. Yeah. But what's interesting is like now we do the lists, right? And now they, they start the list and they start with all the current guys. Like, hold on now. Jason Kidd dominated the league. <laughs> I mean, and but you'll have got people not mentioned like, oh, I, I forgot, I forgot. Well, you know, everybody has their favorites. You know, you you have, you know, some guys don't think that uh, Jordan or LeBron or Kareem was they great. Somebody else have uh, Bill Russell or Oscar Robinson is they Jock the J was they greatest player of all time. I mean, like everybody has their own opinions and stuff. And then you get into these debates and these arguments for what is it's meaningless. You know, we all people have their favorites. At the end of the day, you can you can you can compare numbers. Like, okay, go go back, go by numbers, go by what 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 the what what is the um like I said, what is the criteria for for all these type of situations and and what who's controlling the criteria? Who who is digesting? Who's who's behind marking what what somebody is available? Uh, somebody well, well somebody is uh, what position that everybody's checking off for everything that they want in that type of person or in that type of player? So. I mean, listen. Uh, these 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 are these are great barbershop talks. These are great conversations we have, and uh, some of the podcasts. Everybody be eating up all this new content. Everybody's come up with these new uh, headlines and ideas. But at the end of the day, man, everybody gonna have an opinion. But I tell you this, um, I'm I'm gonna listen to somebody who actually did it more than I listen to somebody who just have an opinion. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's let's go both Dallas and Phoenix because they're okay. both interesting. Okay. Phoenix is now thrown out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you guard that team, right? But then there's all the other missing pieces. You talked about how when your your son's team, everything fit together. You had one guy who did what other guys could not do. They have three, and really, if they keep Aiden, like Aiden's a lot. There's a lot of things he's not. He can really score. So you have all these guys that can score. But one ball. And there's only one basketball. Yeah. I've never seen a team play with more than one ball. So, what's the likelihood of success? So, I, 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 listen, a lot of success is going to go. As you look at the the, the the league itself, the last few years, most teams who who ever been the healthiest have went the farthest. Sure. So, so, um, and then, and, and also style of play. You know, if y'all if y'all really pay attention to the way the game is played now, a lot of teams play ISO ball, play one on one, and they play pick and roll. That's it. They don't they don't play they don't post up guys. They don't have a lot of movement. So it's all it's all predicated on threes and pick and roll. That's it. So so when you look at the games, look at look at the systems right now. Look at look at the teams that's won championships. Look at how they won them. As currently as Denver, look at Denver. Denver, Denver won a championship because they played team basketball. They shared the ball equally around everybody. Everybody got opportunity to score, but they played great team defense. But they, they didn't have shot blocking. That's one thing people don't realize and, and talk about. They didn't have no shot blockers on their team, and uh, they won. They beat, they beat Lakers and everybody else without Eight. having shot. Yep. But their perimeter defense and their team defense allowed them to do that. So Phoenix, uh, I think Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. So Matt is. I listen. I gotta take my hat off to Matt. Awesome guy. I met him, and uh, I can't wait. Can't wait to come back out to Phoenix and meet him. I'm actually leaving here, going to Phoenix. But uh, uh, I can't wait to, to chop up with him some more. He's a great owner, man. He's trying to change the culture in Phoenix, and he's 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 a, he got the right mindset, and he's like he, he's like I'm gonna, spell, I'm gonna try to get me a championship the best way possible to Phoenix. So I got I take my hat off to him, all of course. But you know, you got Bradley Bill, Booker, KD, Aiden. And uh, I don't even know who's going who to be the, start, the, the, the starter in their group. But those pieces are going to be tough to guard. But, but it's, it's, it's not easy, always easy to mesh all these different kinds of talent together. I think, Josh, I think Josh Okogie is probably the other guy. So they... they because he can go, because he can really guard and doesn't need the ball. But you need a, you got. I know you got to have somebody facilitates. You got to have a facilitator, a regular facilitator, and, and because, maybe defends the rim. Because as you saw in the postseason, uh, Kevin Durant and uh, Booker got tired. They got fatigued because they was having to play pick and roll, uh, handle the ball, and and guard and stuff. That's, that's it. Where is it wears you down, you know. And uh, playing one on one is actually very tiring. Yes. So, like when you got guys, some guys are just. 
just that kind of player. But like, if they got to play both ends of the floor, they get tired. Yeah, it happened to Steph this year. It's happened, happened to LeBron this year. It happens to guys. Seven game series and stuff. LeBron, everybody getting older now too. Yeah. Though. You got to realize that they ain't spring chickens no more. No. KD, LeBron, no. all these stuff, they not spring chickens anymore. So like, the longer a series goes, it's not in their favor. We're very much a, like, what have you done lately? Uh, but most pros, former pros, guys around the league, have love the way Luca plays. Mm-hmm. What about you? Luca is special. Luca is the only guy I've ever seen in NBA history that can get 30, 30 some plus points in half court. No fast break points. Understand? <laughs> Listen to what I just said. Yeah. He gets all his points in half court. Yeah. He is special. But, uh, he, I mean, he's a special kind of kid, man. Like, uh, he, he has something in him that I haven't seen in a, in a European player in a long time. You know, him and Dirk are totally different type of players. But he has something at his age. He had it He had it his first year. I saw, I was like, holy crap. Did he really just do that? And he did it like he's supposed to be doing it. And that's very rare. And he's very talented and very skilled. So the question is, how do you keep the pieces around him to to make sure he's doing and uh and everybody fitting in the way the right, the right way with him it's, it, it ain't easy because he's so dynamic he's, he's totally one of the unique players in the league by far to do what he was doing before so it's not an easy task but you know jay kid uh doing a great job over there man dallas and uh down there nico and all the guys man cute man uh you know um listen um, they got Kyrie now. Kyrie's back on the roster. You know, we got uh, some. You know, we we got uh, we got we just picked up somebody else uh, in a trade uh, from Boston. Uh, 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 what's his name? Williams. Grant, Grant Williams. Grant. Yeah. Grant. Signing and, uh, trade. So uh, you know, I think uh, we they, they actually did a not too bad of a free agent this summer. I think it, I think it pans out. So now it's about putting the pieces together and uh, seeing what can happen. For somebody who hasn't experienced it, what's the feeling like of winning an NBA championship? <laughs> Um, you know what, man? I'm gonna tell you like this. D Wade said this to me when we was, when we won it. He said, uh, he said, enjoy it. He's like, you you really don't know what you did until after you after all the all the wait. So, that, so plug, like that. Wait, the, the, the streamers down. are coming, and that's when you're you're hugging, and you remember what he said that moment. Or was like no, no, later right, at a party. No, right like on the court. Right on the court. After he said, enjoy it, cherish it. You don't ex- you don't know exactly what you uh, what you've done until a month later when you actually have time to reflect on what you've just done. And he was 100 percent right. You know, you 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 at in that moment you're you're ecstatic, you're excited because everybody's taking pictures or popping champagne and all the other stuff. But you don't have time to reflect on what you did and how you did it until until all the all the all the all the noise shuts, closed, calms down. And and, and he was 100 percent right because after I started digesting how we won that championship, it uh, it, uh, it 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 got me even more wrapped up and more excited about how we just took took it. And and we we wasn't favored in no series to win. Even Portland was not favored. Uh, the Lakers were not favored. OKC was not favored. And Miami was not favored. And then we got there and proved all y'all wrong. <laughs> like, told y'all y'all don't know shit about basketball, basically. <laughs> and I love doing that. I love proving people wrong and telling them and shutting people up and letting, letting them know that you don't know. You just don't know. You can have an opinion, but you, you're not right. You, know, you just, you're not. Sean, uh, uh, <laughs> la- last thing. Um, Web and Yama. Well, first, just give me your thoughts. I got you. He's special. I think, uh, um, I mean, you just, just don't know. I think he can be, 
uh, I think he can be really good. I think he, I mean, he, he, he's shown signs of, of, of things that, for somebody his size, that we've never seen. Because he's the tallest guy to be handling the ball <laughs> in NBA history, I think, ain't he? Ain't nobody his size ever brought the ball to court. Uh, no, I mean, Ralph Sampson was was not nearly the... He's basically a point center. Yeah, but he wasn't he's, bringing the bustle. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, Webby yeah. Yamba's like a point center. Like, he was yeah. way more comfortable handling than he was down down low. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's still young. He's light. So, yeah. as he matures, his body matures and stuff, and there are some people with somebody, he need to gain weight. No, he don't. He does not need to gain weight because that's not his natural size. His natural... Wherever he naturally comes into naturally... Because he, as he gets older, he's actually gonna get man strength. You yeah, know of course. What I'm we know. Yeah, yeah. So like, let's go calm. Let's go calm. Nineteen. Yeah. But everybody says, well, well, you know, LeBron was. Everybody's body matures differently, and we know that those man, on, mu- the man muscles come in at a different moment. Yeah, for yeah, some yeah, dudes, yeah. It's not until they're twenty, twenty-one. Bron, man, my Bron got his muscles at ten, so we. Can, can go. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but I think he has the upside to be really, really good, and uh, he's his skill hit the skill set. I mean, look, he's step, he's shooting step back threes, dude. Come on, man, like. Seven footer, like we we've seen the last seven footer to actually have a similar skill set, but not as tall as him as Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we, but I'm not gonna take nothing away from Shaq either. Shaq actually can handle the ball. We've, we've seen big man handle the ball, Joker, Shaq, you know, some other guys throughout NBA. But for him to be as big as he is and bringing the ball up as comfortable as he is, it says a lot, and uh, it's, it's it's a testament to the, the to the evolution of the game. Hardest guy you ever had to cover? Um, you know what? Uh, Jamal Mastron was one of my hardest uh, tech when I was younger because because he actually had a he had a, a bigger body yeah a bigger body wider body he had he handled the ball a lot too and uh, he knew how to use it and maneuver very well at the time and uh, but I I mean listen I got to guard seven footers too so like uh, but uh, he was tough I mean even some have me having to guard some of them point guards not even I that was tough. And uh, but uh, you no, know, I love the challenge though, man. That's who, what it's about. Who is the guy who every time he guarded you could not handle you? Oh, I can say that about a lot of people. All right, give, but give me, give me, give me, give me the, give me the one who you're like lacing up the shoes and you're looking at the board, you look at the matchups, you're like, this is gonna be a good night. You know what? You know, I never looked at it like that though. You know, because I, I, I don't. So, so I don't. I didn't believe in taking nights off. You know, that was that was so. The only time you 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 actually. Focused in or, or looked at uh, the list as if it's a rival. Yeah. So you mark off your rivals or you walk off somebody that, that talks smack or something. Something that you, that gave you a chip or something to give you the extra edge to pop up. But I never really looked at somebody like, yo, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat good tonight. Nah, man. I I, I, I took every approach in every game the same. And it was like, yo, uh, somebody 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 I I I, uh, I ate a feast on. Some of them I ate really good. Some of them, you know, what I'm saying maybe I, I had enough. But for the most part, though, I was gonna eat. You know what I'm saying? If it's tough for me, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. <laughs> NBA champion, former NBA All-Star, UNLV legend, Sean Marion. Sean, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It's amazing. You know, he talks about how he didn't, didn't believe in taking nights off, right? And if you think about it, that's the whole idea behind the NBA Cup is less nights that guys can take off. The point is that it's a really interesting form of, of leadership from Adam Silver. And... One that you kind of like, right? Where as fans of the NBA, it's not that you don't love the league. It's that you want to be able to either pay a ticket, go down, see your team, and know who's going to play. Or if you're going to set aside time and watch it, again, I want to know who's playing. So instead of attacking it head on and being confrontational, like that doesn't work. And I actually think there's a genius to the in-season cup because it, it forces you 
on a multitude of levels to being, competi being competitive in those pool play games and then the bracket play games so that you're not going to get the whole league to play at its peak the entire season, nor you're going to get the guys to play every night. It's just not a possibility with so many teams wrapping themselves around this idea of, of load management. But at least for that period of time, the thinking is a higher percentage of guys, at least of those final eight, will in fact play. I, it's, it's one of those, like, we've always, we were brought up, our generation, if you're 35, 40 or over, right? You have Sean Marion's opinion, which is like, you're a basketball player, you play basketball. You're guaranteed to play basketball. The only time you don't play basketball is when you're injured, right? Not when you're sore, Right. And additionally, like kind of an authoritative, authoritarian sort of leadership from the commissioner or from head coaches. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And like we could go back into the psychology of it and why it doesn't work and, and how people are brought up and how they're coached at a young level and whether it's not basketball culture and guys, are, guys get free shoes and free gear and travel. All around. We, can get, we can go into all that. Okay, but when you're the commissioner of the NBA, you can't go into the psychology. You just got to go into it. Here, what's the problem? What's the best or most likely solve for the problem? And how do we get it without, again, it's like Sean got, he got a little defensive there with his jump shot, without getting that, that, that pushback. You know, the, the genius to great leadership is making people do things they don't want to do without knowing that they're doing something they don't want to do. And I actually think that's what they're going to accomplish with the NBA Cup, is getting got more guys to play more readily, more competitively in December than they ever had previously. And then, you know, you got the Christmas Day games and people generally play and play hard and, and you have the, the reward for money. And oh, yeah, by the way, a trip to Vegas, like all that stuff makes complete and total sense to me. Uh, my thanks to Sean Marion for joining me. Of course, uh, you can uh, download way more of the catalog of All Ball Podcast on the iHeart Podcast Network. Of course, you can also listen uh, not just to uh, this one, but Josh Childress from yesterday. And I, I will tell you that there's a long laundry list of really good ones, including Darren Collison, one that we dropped part one last week. We'll have uh, two, three, and four upcoming in the coming weeks as well. Again, it's all ball. You've downloaded it. You're listening to it now. And then you can listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily from 3 to 5 Eastern Time on your iHeartRadio network or Fox Sports Radio or FoxSportsRadio.com. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.